City Church podcast, and welcome today to episode number 13 of Ask Pastor Joel. Each week, we take questions concerning the previous week's sermon from New City Church, or just a burning biblical question that's weighing on someone's heart. And again, today, I have in the studio with me, Pastor Joel. What's up, Austin? How's your week going, Pastor Joel? It's going really good. Glad to be here and uh, answering some questions to the best of my ability. <laughs> Humbled to even have the opportunity, so... Yes. Thanks, man. And I am, I and I'm sure many people are super appreciative of you taking the time to do so. My so, pleasure. So let's get into another one. All right. So our question today comes from Colleen. And her question is, expounding on the sermon from this past week on fasting at New City, can you explain fasting as a spiritual discipline, give some practicalities, and also share how you can teach it to your children? Excellent question, Colleen. So thanks for bringing that up. I know that uh, this past week's sermon primarily focused on the Lord's model for prayer with that short little piece about fasting in the first part of the sermon. So thank you for bringing this up so we can go in a little bit deeper. Um, Looking forward to hopefully clarifying some things for you and other people. So is it biblical? I think we'll just start there. Is it a biblical concept? I think that's a very... Uh, clear answer, obvious answer. It's all through the Bible, both Old and New Testament. Um, I like to often go to the place where it is first mentioned. Um, it's first mentioned as a practice, as a very specific, meaning it's an obvious fasting from food. And it's in Exodus chapter 34, verse 28. Uh, and it says in this verse, so, so he was there with the Lord, speaking of Moses, 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So what, what an awesome place for us to find fasting for the first time in Scripture. And what do we see? We see a man of God drawing near to God. This is, of course, after he had uh, kind of messed up the first time. This is the second time going back with it, and, and after he had broke those tablets, the first tablets. And then we see this amazing scene um, after this of the the bright and shining face of Moses because he'd been in the presence of the Lord. So we're seeing in this time, um, we're seeing drawing into the presence of the Lord. We're seeing hearing from God's word, his law, his commands. And so we see it in times of healing uh, in in scripture, times of seeking the Lord, uh, national and personal trouble. We see prophets often calling the nation of Israel to, to fasting and to prayer. And we often see prayer and fasting really uh, kind of bunched together. And, and, I, and we'll elaborate more on that in a moment. So it, no doubt it's biblical. One of the first... One of the first instances where we see Jesus on the scene in the New Testament is is actually a 40-day fast in the wilderness, which is also really kind of cool because with the first mention in the Old Testament was, was with Moses um, and a 40-day uh, fast. He was without water and without drink. And then we see uh, Jesus, the better Moses, um, going into his time of testing, and he fasts uh, before his father, and he's seeking the Lord there. So what, just an awesome, just an awesome uh, correlation there. The disciples, we know, were expected to fast, but not the way that the Pharisees did. We see in Matthew chapter 6, where we were just studying, where Jesus just says, don't fast like the Pharisees. They, they disfigured their faces, and I know I made a really weird disfigured face on Sunday trying to make this example. What, what yes. did you think of that, Austin? Yes, that yeah. was hilarious. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm able to provide a little bit of entertainment. But certainly that's not the point only of slightly. the sermon. <laughs> only, only slightly. Right. Um, 
And then there's a distinction made between the disciples who walked with Jesus and and we who really aren't, we're not living in the physical presence of Christ on earth. So the disciples of John the Baptist come to Jesus and they're like, well, how come we and the Pharisees are fasting, but your disciples aren't fasting? You probably remember that scenario. And Jesus is like, well, they're with the bridegroom. The, the, the wedding party that's with the bridegroom, they don't fast. They don't fast until the bridegroom is, is gone. There's, a, there's this correlation between the presence of Christ and how a person fasts. And so there's a fullness experienced in his presence that's different from the faith that we have. We see him by faith. So absent from him in body, now, today, we, you and I, Colleen and Austin, all of us, we're, we're full of distractions every day, keeping us from realizing our need for him. We don't see his physical presence. So you can think about the disciples. They weren't expected to fast while walking with Jesus because there he was right there. The sustenance, the fullness was right there in their midst. And, and one day we'll get there again. But right now, it's not easy to see the Lord. We see him by faith, but we're, there's, full of, there's distractions everywhere. And this is one thing that fasting does for us. And so because we are creatures of comfort, comfort, we hate pain. The littlest bit of pain, even hunger pains, they bother us. So what do we do when, we're, when we feel hunger pains? We, we go to the refrigerator. Like, we don't even want a little bit of hunger pain. We're like, oh, I'm hungry, boom. Fill your belly with food, and the pain goes away. Mm-hmm. And so you begin to already see that correlated with the presence of Christ. While he's gone, while he's away... We have the Holy Spirit, but there is a discipline that's necessary in order to draw closer and see him clearer. And so we want to be faithful to those things. When you fast with a purpose of being closer to God, hunger becomes that reminder that though you lack physically, there is a greater spiritual need that Christ alone can fill. That's the purpose of fasting especially the New Testament purpose of fasting. Mm. Let's say that again. When you fast with a purpose of being close to God, that, first of all, should be your purpose of fasting. We're not talking about diets. We're not talking about anything like that. We're talking about the Christian discipline of fasting. You're doing so to become closer to God. When that is your purpose, the hunger that you feel from abstaining from food becomes the reminder that even though you lack physically and you are a desperate person and you are weak, There is a great spiritual need that only Christ can fill. John Piper calls it, when he's talking about fasting, there's an art, and you can look look up articles from him on this, but he says it this way fasting is an intensifier. It is an intensifier. Specifically, speaking of prayer, it intensifies your need for prayer and you're acknowledging within fasting that, that you are weak. That it makes prayer intensified. So if you pray and you're full of food, <laughs> you don't have that weakness to remind you a deeper desperation. So when it comes to fasting as a discipline, I do believe Christians should fast from food regularly. And I believe that was actually part of your original question, Colleen. Again, we sort of condensed these down to make them easier for listeners. But um, you, you know, does it have to be from food? And, and I believe yes. I, I believe that, of course, you can fast from other things. There's no law that says don't fast from screens or electronics or video games or, uh, I don't know, fast from going to work or something. You know, whatever. <laughs> you, you, can pick, you can pick things to fast, but what is the biblical, uh, what is biblical fasting? And you're going you're gonna to be hard-pressed to find that it's anything other than food and sometimes even water, although I would be extremely careful. That's even rare. 
Um, that's rare. So if you were to even if you were to fast from water, don't let that be a prolonged uh, period of time. And Probably you better be sure you've heard from the Lord. Disclaimer: We're not doctors. <laughs> Probably not, only like a day because yeah. we can only last three days without water. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. So we are not telling everybody here to go fast from water. Let me just make that very clear. Um, but that is biblical fasting to to abstain from food and. Whether it's done monthly or yearly or just periodically, abstaining from food so that you might intensify your focus on the Lord and on His Word and those areas that you're seeking to surrender over to Him, that's a good discipline. So I would say that if you're a new Christian you haven't done this yet, plan this out. Think through how are you going to make this a discipline in your life and begin by taking small steps. You can fast for a day and in that time of fasting or even fast from a meal and in that time of fasting you're doing it with purpose. Make sure it's on purpose. And so, um, I guess that would be the first part of the question. Yeah, it's, it is a, a good Christian discipline. And, and then also some practicalities. Um, and I'll, let me get to those in a moment. But first of all, you mentioned um, parenting and, and children. So thinking about new believers, that's one thing. But young children in our home, if you're a Christian parent and, you're, and you see this as a good discipline, you're thinking, how can I teach my children that this is good. One way to teach this to your children first is is by your example. So when you fast, bring them into the, the what and the why of what you're doing. Just like anything else that you would do, model it for them. I mean, I wouldn't expect your four-year-old to, to start fasting with you, you know, or a six-year-old or even an eight-year-old. Uh, my youngest right now is 10 years old, and we've never asked her to fast, but she is certainly aware of moments where we have fasted, and I'm sure if we asked her at this point, well, actually, I don't know. It was a good test. I'll go home and see it, and I'll, I'll see if this is true. I'll ask her when we fast. Do you know why we do that? She she may say, well, because you're because you're praying or you're you're trying to get closer to God or whatever her interpretation would be. But we have not asked her to fast. She's not in the Lord. She does not know Christ yet, but she certainly has seen us do it. So bring them into that. Be sure that they know that you are not doing it to impress anybody. And you're not fasting as a way to get God's approval or attention. I think those would be some key things that your kids are learning, that when you're fasting, they're not thinking, wow, I have to do this in order to get God's attention or in order for God to be happy? I have to like stop eating food for a certain period of time? You certainly don't want to relate that because that would be against the gospel that we believe. So fasting should be according to the gospel. It's not a work to earn God's favor. It's a discipline that we have as a means of grace in order to grow in our relationship with Christ and come to love the gospel even more. So if your kids are in Christ, or even perhaps a little bit before, let's say they're, they're just starting to receive biblical truth from you, you can encourage them to associate their times of hunger with opportunities to pray to God. They begin with that. They start, you know, just before lunch, and they're, they're like, you know, I know how it gets with kids, like, if it's like 11, they're like, it's lunchtime, you know, or even 1030. They, they just had breakfast like an hour ago, but they're ready. So there's opportunities all the time to begin to get them to see that the flesh is, is weak. And these are opportunities to seek the Lord and begin maybe by that. Say, hey, you're, you're hungry. Well, remember how when mommy and daddy fasted? Well, this is, this is one thing that we do when we fast. The, the hunger reminds us to seek the Lord. And so that's an opportunity that you, that you have. Encourage them to associate hunger with opportunities to pray and, and, and to look to him as, as the ultimate source of hope and sustenance and supply and comfort. Um, here's a few tips, and then we're just about done. 
Make sure you fast with a purpose. Always have a purpose in mind. So this way, every time you feel the pain of hunger, you can remember that, that you, already, you started with a purpose. Anytime you say, I'm going to fast, and you have no specific purpose, then when you get hungry, what are you leaning on? What are you going back? You have no reason to continue. So always have a purpose. Don't fast without intentionality. So if it's because you're praying for some specific thing, you're wanting to draw closer to God in prayer, you're wanting to know his word more, uh, maybe there's a specific area of your life that you're wanting to surrender to him, at least you have, in those moments of hunger, you have something specifically to pray for, some spe- something specific to come back to and say, oh yeah, this is why I'm hungry. I'm hungry because I'm denying this fleshly experience, this physical experience, in order to seek the Lord and see him more clearly. So do it with intentionality. You, you need to consider, this is a big practicality, you need to consider your particular health situation. I think you should. Don't starve yourself of some cru- crucial nutrients that your body is already starved for or that would put your life in serious jeopardy. Basically, don't be foolish. Use wisdom. Um, and having said this, though, here's the opposite of that. I believe a lot of people are full of excuses. I've, I, I think a lot of people that say they can't fast, I can't fast because I get cranky or angry when I don't eat is a really bad excuse to not fast. That's even more reason why you need this discipline in your life because you have become weak and your flesh rules you. That's just a sign that your flesh rules over you. And that if you can't fast from food, think about this. If, what, is there anything else that pleases your flesh that you, can you deny anything else? What, if, what, about, what about sexual sin? What about any sort of craving that you have? Self-control is built into the Christian life. By, by teaching yourself to deny cravings that are of the flesh, you are going to strengthen yourself to deny other cravings that are fleshly as you seek the Lord in these things. So don't, don't be full of excuses and just say, you know, I, I love chicken and meat, so I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, I just have such a love for this food. Like, that's just so, but then also, maybe a little more nuanced is to say, no, I have a, you know, I have a specific diet, and my doctor tells me that I can't, I can't fast. That may be true, it may not be. Your doctor is, might not be very spiritual, might not really love the Lord, and has no desire, and has no faith and so really, you need to take that to the Lord. Use wisdom when thinking about those particular health situations and don't make excuses. Uh, remember that self-denial is a foundational piece of Christianity. You have to have self-denial somewhere in your discipline regularly and daily. And I'll end with a quote from a guy named Donald Whitney. <clears throat> and I'll mention that as a resource. Donald Whitney wrote a book called Spiritual Disciplines. I believe it's uh, Spiritual Disciplines Unto Godliness. I'm probably getting the title wrong. Maybe we can put that in the show notes in Amazon. But there's all sorts of articles that he's written for Ligonier and Gospel Coalition, all on these disciplines. He says this, Fasting is a temporary physical demonstration that we believe the truth declared by the gospel, namely that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We know Jesus said that, and even in that statement, Jesus was saying, careful that your dependence is on physical sustenance. We need the word of God, and there is something about God's word that is able to sustain us in a way that is far more important and meaningful and crucial than what physical food could ever do. So having fasting as a discipline is a gospel work. So hopefully that does some clarifying. Maybe it even just makes you a little more hungry. Ha! pun intended, for a deeper study in this. Um, Obviously, be prayerful about this, and then a lot of times doing this with other people 
We already covered this on Sunday. It's not a sin or you're not going to lose your reward if intentionality is your purpose and not being praised by others. But bring a few others. Have some accountability if it's your first time uh, fasting and say, hey, would you guys mind fasting with me? Let's pray about this thing uh, together. Sometimes that's a good way to do it. So hopefully that answers your question, Colleen. And uh, yeah, thank you once again. Yeah, another great question. Um, I remember hearing... uh well, actually, yeah, a couple of years ago about, um, uh, heard a sermon on fasting and just like you did on Sunday, uh, referenced how the Pharisees would, would fast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think in the past I was like, oh, that'd be, that'd be a cool practice to try. Just like, would you, would you recommend trying that or, or would you be like, well, that the Pharisees were being like pharisaical about it, quote unquote. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there was nothing sinfully sinful about fasting twice a week it's that they they made it a point of boasting right right so if you decide that there's a regular point in which you're going to fast um from sundown to sundown the next day or something uh, let that be between you and the lord and just don't use it as a point of boasting uh here's a if you're new city members and you're listening to this um something that i've been thinking about now that we're coming into uh our regular prayer services that we're starting up um is making tying that into your schedule of fasting maybe as we're about to come into our wednesday evening maybe maybe you make that day a day of fasting before you come and pray with the corporate body um that could be a beautiful thing you don't have to announce it to everybody and say hey i'm doing this every wednesday and uh, isn't that aren't i amazing and so spiritual it's it's not about that right (laughs) let it be between you and the lord and let it be a discipline uh unto godliness that um that you and that you enjoy and that you grow from Hmm. Going to the prayer meeting with a praise, like, hey, everyone, I made it my first day of fasting. <laughs> or come in with a disfigured face. Yeah. Everybody comes in all grumpy. Why are you grumpy? We're all fasting. <laughs> uh, well, okay. You lost your reward. <laughs> yeah, so. Anyway. Oh, man. Okay. Well, yeah, like I said, another great question. Thank you, Colleen, uh, for that question. Uh, it was great. Yeah, you- your first question as a new city member, so mm-hmm. oh, kudos to you, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so that'll wrap up uh, today's episode. If you have a question, we would love to hear from you. Um, so you can text us your questions to 207-790-1955. And, you know, it, it can be um, any any uh, question on the Bible that you have. You know, don't don't uh, feel ashamed or intimidated in, in any way, but we'd, you know, we'd love to... Um, be able to answer your question in future episodes and we hope you were blessed by today's episode Um, if you were we'd love for you to continue to check out episodes like these whether it be our ask pastor joel uh, segment or even our weekly sermon segment so to stay connected with us make sure you hit the follow or the subscribe button at the top of our page and also make sure to give us a review as it helps us out a lot with getting our Christ-centered content out in these platforms. And I would love to see some more some more reviews, whether it be from New City Family or from just people outside that listen to the podcast. And um, just love to get some more of those down there. So that's all we have for today. We hope you all have a blessed week and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the New City Church Podcast. For more content from New City Church, check us out on any of the major podcasting platforms. Or if you want to find our gathering times, location, or any other information about New City, check out our website at www.bathnewcity.church. We hope to have you join us next episode.